I would rather put it this way, saying Bruce Wayne uh, in the mornings <laughs> and a and a Batman at nights. So I think your Batman yes, avatar is a music avatar. Yes, and also the Bruce Wayne avatar is a lot poorer. So um, <laughs> <laughs> there's this portion that goes Vale Kondale Katmaram Kondale Gundamina Alivar Kondale. Hey guys, welcome to Last Bench Podcast, episode two. In this episode, we have a very interesting person, uh, somebody who is from the music field. Uh, not just that, somebody who is also a stand-up comedian. We have with us uh, Vijay Narayan, all the way from Australia. Hey Vijay. Hey Shriram, how's it going? And uh, great work on the podcast. Congratulations on starting this series. And how's everyone doing? Hope you all are safe and uh, keeping well uh, during these times. It's, it's a pleasure Thanks. to uh, be on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Vijay. All is well here. Uh, we are based out of Bangalore, and uh, we've been a little lucky with the anti-lockdown situation in India. So a lot of cities have taken time to open, but Bangalore opened up much earlier. and people have been a little resilient and gone about doing their work which also is a is one reason why we started off early this uh, when soon as the unlock started so yeah all well here man i hope you're safe i hope things are well in now so where in australia are you based out of right now so i am right now in sydney and uh, this is where i've been the past <clears throat> six and a half years now so, wow time flies uh, all right so uh, how would you identify yourself vijay i mean that's i mean i know it sounds a little too macro but uh, yeah what's the best way to identify vijay look uh, i guess i am i am at a point in my life where i am uh, balancing two careers and uh, you know quite fond of both of them so i'm an it consultant in the australian education industry that's what i do to pay the bills and uh, outside of uh, my day job i am also a musician in the uh, tamil film industry predominantly so i sing in tamil films and uh, i recently also composed for my first ever you know tamil feature film like a full length tamil feature film uh, so it's a nice place to be and i've kind of you know over the years i've uh, basically shuttled between these two careers and at different points in time you know given more preference to one over the other but i think i've kind of struck the balance uh, Cool. Yeah so with respect to what i do in life and you know what uh, is going on in my life right now i guess uh, i quite like uh, balancing and juggling these two uh, jobs if you may lovely i would rather put it this way saying bruce wayne uh, in the mornings <laughs> and a and a batman at night so i think your batman yes, avatar is a music avatar yes and also the bruce wayne avatar is a lot poorer so uh, <laughs> interesting so vijay i mean uh, yeah, i think that's a good intro and when i look at you there are uh, you know I, i see a lot of similarity in in our uh, in our journey man i mean i think it's it's good to sort of lay it down here so our viewers listeners can also sort of re- resonate with this i think so guys uh, so vijay and i both come from chennai we didn't know each other quite back then we uh, we 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 from the same area in chennai and for the for the tamil audience we both are from mambalam so very uh, classic yeah, mambalam go mambalam <clears throat> mambalam proper mambalam do for the win <laughs> and so so we, we i think we we finished schooling at the same time and uh, 
yeah so that's sort of a great similarity to start with and uh, yeah we both went to our uh, business school at the same time we went to isb hyderabad and uh, i think both of us pursued a career right after isb something which we both like but at some point both of us decided to do what we really have enjoyed doing and sort of pursue or wanted to pursue and uh, right now we both are at different points i mean i'm trying to do this full time which i still believes in doing uh, you know doing b- balancing both so we'll talk a little bit about that but one memory for me uh, which i'm going to talk about a small memory and then maybe you can take us through your journey of you know how that's been so for me the yeah, first sure. me- first memory of vijay is vijay adams so that might sound oh man <laughs> and uh, and i promise that's how i have uh, saved vijay's uh, name on my phone as well uh, i call him vijay adam because of vijay took part in a very famous iconic uh, music show back in uh, in, in tamil called vijay yeah. super singer uh, airtel super singer uh, which is aired on vijay tv and uh, he he i mean we were like big fans of vijay back then and he had given this stellar performance of summer of 69 so the judges over there decided to christine him as vijay adams so my family still knows vijay as vijay adams and uh, so yeah vijay why don't i mean i've spoken a lot so i'd love you to uh, love for you to talk about how life is spanned from vijay adams so yeah uh, i had no idea what i was getting into man like to be honest uh, i i expected to crash out in the first round and i just wanted to give it a shot and just see you know because i i didn't know a lot of films that I I didn't know a lot of film music and that show is basically about you know performing covers of popular Tamil film songs and all I knew was AR Rahman songs because that's all I grew up listening to as far as Tamil music was concerned at that point in time I have over the years later you know grown to listen to a lot of other music but yeah that at, at that point in time all I knew was uh, these Rahman songs and that was also because I basically wanted to sing for Rahman that was a life goal of mine so i took part in the show because one of the judges well all of the judges are uh, you know famous singers in their own right and they've they've sung for rahman they've sung some beautiful songs like shrinivas sir he sung so many good songs for uh, rahman right and then obviously sujatha ma'am she's been uh, right with rahman from his uh, roja days so yeah so i was like you know let's let's give this a shot and one thing led to another and i found myself in in one of those rounds which was i think we were in the, i was in the top 15 when that the whole uh, the other non tamil language round happened pop round that, yeah the pop round i think it was called the other languages <laughs> round uh, if i remember correctly and everyone was singing in uh, malayalam or hindi or telugu at that point in time and i was like okay let's let's give uh, english a shot and yeah back in the day uh, i used to listen to a lot of brian adams so i just sang that song and for some reason it just clicked big time with the judges and they decided to christen me uh, vijay adams at that point and that was probably the highlight of my presence in that show there uh, not withstanding that i actually made it to the top 5 but people still you know like people like your parents remember me from that <laughs> particular episode so yeah. that's what stuck since then there's been yeah i've, I've had quite a journey uh, musically that reality show was an initial you know glimpse into how the music industry works and uh, it did give me a few connects but uh, there is there is you know there are two sides to being on a reality show so one is that you get sucked into a vortex of just doing more shows like that till you find some kind of uh, you know self defined success there and then you start evaluating that as a career option and uh, 
there are there are lots of things that can go right or wrong when you yeah. start yeah. doing that so and you're also at a well i was at this stage in life where i was like really young like out of college like 3 or 4 years out of college had a job and i was balancing the job and you know going to these episodes and uh, i was contemplating quitting my job because it got boring at that point in time an entry level uh, you know coding job wasn't really my uh, passion then and so uh, the downside of quitting would have been basically having to survive a doggy dog uh, industry where you haven't really made it you've been in a reality show but then you know when the next season comes people practically forget you so there was that situation and i don't know what prevented me i guess my uh, risk averse nature is what prevented me from quitting my job altogether at that point in time yeah so you did this show uh, you were out of college so it was exciting you came up to the top 5 like you said people remember you for the english one but i think you did some yeah. really good numbers and you you made a name for yourself though but how did the i mean uh, you also had a stint with rahman so right yes so i mean so i think that would love to hear how that happened and uh, i remember you you've told this to me earlier but i think everybody would it'll be it'll, it'll it will be exciting if you can tell us how did your breakthrough to rahman happen that was uh, well like i said i only knew rahman songs back then and that that ties in with you know uh, a bit of my background so i grew up mainly in delhi and bombay uh, during my formative years well the first 5 years of my life where i didn't really uh, you know understand much that was in chennai but after that i was predominantly in delhi and bombay for the next uh, in salem for a couple of years uh, yeah but till till uh, i came back to chennai to do college so i didn't really grow up with a lot of uh, tamil film music because my folks wouldn't listen to a lot of film music for some reason uh, carnatic music yes and i did learn uh, a fair bit uh, in my childhood and so what happened was that i only heard rahman songs because the rahman phenomenon happened in hindi and tamil and across the board right in the in the uh, late 90s so dil se and lagan and all of that happened and so i had this uh, dream of singing for rahman and like i said i i did not make it unclear in that show that i really wanted to sing for rahman so every every round i basically picked a rahman song unless it was a specific you know non rahman round where it was some other composer's round right and so the judges by that time knew how uh, passionate or desperate depending on how you see it i was to sing for rahman and it so happened that uh, shrinivas uh, who was one of the judges like i said he uh, he usually used to conduct a lot of these backing vocal sessions for uh, rahman i think he still does so must have been a couple of years after the super singer stint so i think it was 2009 sure i got a call from uh, the studio and this was out of the blue i was coming back from dinner and uh, i get a call saying this is uh, we calling from rahman studio and uh, there's a recording are you available and i was like yeah you must be kidding me uh, sorry who's this again like this is rahman's uh, you know the person who calls the music coordinator and uh, shrinivas referred you so can you please come and that that was that so i went in there and that was a well first things first uh, mr rahman wasn't there so that was something that uh, was a bit of a bummer but <laughs> bummer. you know what i i eventually came to know that uh, came to learn that you know that that's going to be like the 90% scenario when you're doing backing vocals so it's it's such a big uh, process inside that studio that uh, it's it's quite uh, fascinating the way it works and uh, you know he's got everything in his mind and uh, he knows how to translate that to somebody like shrinivas who's an accomplished musician himself 
yeah. then he is able to record the singers and extract exactly what Mr. Rahman's vision is, right? And so this was a recording for uh, the movie Ravan, and this was in Hindi. Oh. And that's a small uh, piece that actually appears in the movie, but it's not in the soundtrack. It's called Yudh Karu. That was actually the first time I stepped into the studio and did that, and I was over the moon. Like I must have been with ten other people doing that session, but just knowing that you know my voice is somewhere in there in a Rahman soundtrack was a big deal. Lovely. And when the I album only... released, okay, sorry, go on. Yeah, sorry. When the album released, uh, actually saw my name in the credits. Oh wow! So that yeah, so that that kind of you know that tells you that you've kind of made it. That that was like. Fifty percent of my dream come true. Fifty percent because I still haven't sung a solo or a duet for Mr. Rahman. But so, you know, uh, yeah, I, that's what started. This is this is interesting because I just I didn't know about this start. For some reason, I always thought your start was with Ali Kichan from uh, Kadal. From Kadal, sorry. Kadal, yeah. So so that's so, so that's because uh, that was really the first song where you can actually hear my voice in the in a Rahman song. Yeah. So. So Again, why don't you? I mean, I know this sounds very cliched, uh, but I mean, just for the uh, sake of the larger audience, just a you know a short ten twenty second piece on that song. I mean, if you could. Oh, absolutely, hum, hum, yeah. yeah. Oh, you want me to sing? Yeah, of course. I want you to hum, sing. Yeah, like a short bit. Okay. Like a... I, I'll sing the portions that actually appear in the song. So it is <clears> short. It's about twenty seconds. So you can sing the uh, song also if you want to. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's this portion that goes vale kundale. clearly Good yeah, that and, was that uh, was again. Sorry. No, no. So and after after this was uh, so I'm trying to trace your journey also, Vijay. So after this, you know, these couple of songs, with did you sing more or uh, it was right after? I mean, it was your B school after this. So I was in B school and just before B school, I had, so th- th- there is another interesting thing that you don't know about this, uh, Shriram, and you'll find this quite. Uh, Funny. So I actually deferred my ISB admit when I recorded Ele Kicha. Like that. So Ele Kicha I recorded I think on the fifth of January of two thousand twelve. Okay. And uh, oh, was it February? When when did we get our admits, man? Uh, was Feb, it in, Feb, yeah. on Feb fifteenth, right? Yeah. So about a week before that uh, was when Ele Kicha happened. Oh, okay. And so the recording, right? and i deferred my admit because i was like wait i'm i'm part of a maniratna movie and who knows where this will take me maybe i should give it a year and wait for it to release hmm and i pondered over it for a couple of days i just actually accepted my deferral oh okay uh, i didn't know this yeah <laughs> and then <clears throat> i don't know i think better sense prevailed and i said you know what you know. i should be able to manage uh, b school and anything that comes after it and maybe b school will actually put me in a better position to market myself Mm. you know after i come out of it and the song releases and guess when the song released it actually released when we were in mohali for our day 2 of placement so uh, it was a long time after it was december so, glad you uh, actually joined <laughs> i know <laughs> we wouldn't be having so, this conversation <clears throat> i agree so uh, interesting right so we've been talking all about music and the musical side of you and uh, you know there suddenly there's this whole b school 
geek side of you so why don't you uh, so what is what was it that prompted you to you know go the b school route i know you did mention parents family asking you to do an ms and then you decided to do an mba but what was the need i mean didn't you want to go creative fully or you know okay. why did so you the need course? i i guess i guess the need was that you know uh, like any middle class west mamlam family uh, <laughs> basically there was this pressure to uh, you know be in a stable job and be financially secure and the music industry is uh, one industry where i'm sure you know you know financial security is not the first thing that happens to you no matter how successful you are so it takes a while to get there sure. and so uh, i had a job in hand and uh, my parents were like you know what you can you can you can do music but uh, maybe you should pursue higher studies and their idea of higher studies like i said was ms and going to the us i figured you know the us was too far and i wasn't really interested in doing like a, a computer science ms because i really hated my coding job when i was at it mm-hmm. and so i figured you know i'm i am good at uh, managing stuff and uh, you know the general kind of skills that an mba has which are very vague as you know so <laughs> being able to you know waffle on like we are now and so i figured well you know what an mba will put me in a good position to do whatever it is that i want and run with it and possibly succeed better and so maybe i'll do full time music after i do an mba start my own production label and run with it and so that's that's the reason i uh, applied for an mba mm. and i got isb because well i had the rahman stamp on my brand and i'm sure that helped because yeah i had the uh, the diversity component i guess <laughs> as far as uh, a background was concerned so uh, i was i was really uh, surprised and uh, pleased at the fact that i got into isb uh yeah that nice. that happened and then yeah once isb happened you know how that journey goes you know the, that one year <clears> was really intense so music was more of a more of a release from the pressure than uh, something sure, that i sure. wanted to focus as a career on during that mba sure sure, sure. and you did i think you didn't really give up music while you were at isb also i remember no, no, no. you leading the music club and sort of bringing in a lot of life into it i mean you know trying to get a lot of people on board you made me sing once we, i mean i'm been a very shy boy you did quite well man not not <laughs> once uh, I, I, i think yeah, a couple of times yeah remember more than a yeah a couple of yeah, times i remember luka chupi during solstice oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so we did that <laughs> and so that was good i think so you you brought a lot of life i think not just us and it was great man i mean super so now i'm going to move in and uh, sort of jump into your so for the viewers or the uh, listeners update so vijay did his mba and then moved to uh, pursuing a you know a corporate job i think he did well in his job that's what i would say he moved to another continent country so i think he moved from india he moved to australia so i think that happened and i don't think music left vijay vijay left music so i think vijay i think your uh, the next blip in your musical journey i think the positive blip i would say was would have been uh, santosh narayanan right absolutely right? yes okay so why don't you take us through that uh, oh, journey yeah. of how the how the whole santosh narayanan connect started yeah <clears throat> so uh, right after isb is when you know i was in the state of flux where i wanted to uh, i wanted to decide if i really wanted to take music seriously because uh, Yeah, you don't realize uh, before the MBA that the MBA actually saddles you with a big loan to pay off, and mm. so basically stuck in that vortex of having to earn a living uh, even after the MBA. So uh, I was like, okay, look, uh, 
I was quite active in the Chennai music scene and I was particularly enthused with uh, the independent music scene back then. So mm. the likes of Sean Rolden, Pradeep Kumar and Santosh and all of these guys, they were doing quite well in that scene back then. And I think Santosh had just started out uh, with a couple of movies that had done well, Attakati and uh, Pizza, if I remember correctly. And so there was this uh, jamming session among these uh, musicians and everyone was invited and these used to happen in Besanaga Beach. Wow, so I okay. just uh, went there once. And uh, Pradeep was there and Santosh was also there. And I didn't know Santosh then. I got introduced to him and I was performing one of my own uh, compositions, uh, you know, on the guitar. And uh, I'm sure you've heard that song. So, uh, yeah, I met Santosh and I, I, you know, said a hi. And I really liked the work that he had done for Attakati. But I really didn't expect him to remember me. So what happened was a year later, my company sent me to Australia on an assignment, which was supposed to be for six months. And that kept extending and I really liked Sydney, to be honest. And so I decided to continue here for as long as the gig went. And one fine day, I got a message on Facebook from a lady who said, Hey, are you in Sydney? I didn't realize. And so I was like, I'm sorry, have we met? And she said, yes, I'm Santosh Narayanan's wife. We met in Besanagar during the jam. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, and we connected and then he, she was like, you know, he visits here often to record strings. So why don't you come meet us when he's here? And so uh, when Santosh was there, I actually met him during one of his sessions when he was doing strings for Irdi Chutra. Uh, it's called Sala Khadus in Hindi. Uh, and that was a beautiful session because I had never seen a live orchestra being recorded. And the one in Sydney is amazing. It was a 40-piece orchestra that, that was being wow. recorded for the Madhavan movie. And the movie did really well in Tamil. And we became really good friends uh, on you know, because we connected on more than just music. Like, you know, we were... Uh, we share, I think, the same wavelength when it comes to a sense of humor and you know, other things like cricket. Uh, we're both Dhoni fans. So lots of things like that. And so uh, we bonded really well. And then I ended up singing uh, a song in Nirdi Chutra for him. And that, again, was the beginning of our uh, collaboration. And then once he went back to Chennai, I guess, uh, by that time, you know, everyone had fast enough internet connections. And we were kind of ahead of the remote working Corona curve, basically. So we used to do a lot of these remote sessions where I would record my voice and send it back to him. I ended up singing for quite a few of his songs. Uh, I was fascinated, man. I think uh, I remember speaking to you back then after Iridu Chitra and then when you started picking more songs uh, and you told me, and I was wondering, how are you doing this? Are you flying back and, you know, going back Chennai, Sydney? And you said, no, I just record a piece send it to him, Skype or, you know, whatever, whatever words. And I remember you telling me this and I was very fascinated. But, uh, but today, of course, I'm, it is a way of life for yeah, all of us. Exactly. And, yeah. So. But it's, it's, it's interesting. So again, since we are on this, uh, I loved your piece on in Erudu Sutra where uh, in that uh, Maya Visay song, if I'm right. Mm -hmm. So why don't you, uh, you know, if you can, uh, you know, give us a bit of peek into that, that would be great. Uh, yeah, you want me to sing a couple of lines? So. Yes. I know it's a little high pitch, so I know it's night time for you. It is, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I can I can sing it in a lower pitch. It'll still carry the same energy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. and it goes... And in Hindi, how was it? Do you remember the lyrics? I don't remember the lyrics, to be honest. I mean, in Hindi, That's it was okay. more of me backing up Vishal Dadlani. Vishal Dadlani, yeah. Yeah, he was doing the soaring vocals in that song. Mm. 
But your voice is still heard, man. I mean, I can anybody yeah, who's heard your songs can always spot it. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. I, 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 yeah, in the in the in the Hindi version, it was just uh, you know me or and Santosh, I guess, backing up Vishal because he's got this powerful throw that's really hard to uh, recreate yeah. or match. Yeah. Great. You also, in between, uh, slipped in a point saying uh, Santosh's and your uh, sense of humor sort of aligned. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> talking, about, talking about sense of humor, uh, I remember you doing a bit of stand-up comedy as well while at ISB. You still, it's very rare, stupid of me to ask, do you still practice jokes? I mean, you can't practice. No, I don't. So that's, that's the thing, right? So uh, with, with the stand-up thing, what happened was... Uh, I guess, I, I don't even remember how it started. Yeah, Saurabh Pant, right? He came to ISB and he had this workshop on how to uh, write jokes, I guess. Uh, so he's probably the be- better guy to be in- interviewing with regards to this. But I do remember he uh, he asked us to come back with some... Uh, I, I did that workshop just for kicks. And he asked us to come back with, you know, one minute of content or something after that workshop. And I went and presented it to him and he was like, hey, you know what, I've selected like these five or six guys who I'd like to open in my show at ISB. And so I got like a one minute slot and I think I cracked a few jokes and some people laughed. So that kind of gave me confidence. But then again, that was a crowd that uh, knew me already and you know everyone knew everyone else. It was a very comfortable crowd to perform in front of, I guess. So what happened was after that, uh, I was known in the Chennai circle of you know theater and comedy and music as a musician. There's this other group called Stray Factory, uh, the theater group. They asked me to uh, do a five-minute set uh, as part of their uh, one of their shows. And that clicked really well. So this was in Allianz Francaise, I think in 2013, just before I went to Australia. Nice. And I you know, wrote some content and there were some really good guys over there who helped me refine the content and I was there. Really the thing nice. is, I could, I, could, I could slide in uh, singing when the jokes weren't working. That was the advantage I had, I guess. So... Oh, you don't laugh. You didn't laugh for that. Okay, cool. Do you want to hear a song? And the audience will be like, yes. <laughs> so you, you, you don various hats, depending on music or comedy or I don't know. I don't know what else, man. I mean, I know you have, you're a techie, but uh, any other, anything else that I may, that I'm missing on this? Uh, I like writing, although I haven't written a whole lot in the last few years, but I do enjoy the process of writing. Uh, I mean, it would be a stretch to call it uh, creative writing, but yeah, I just generally tend to write now and then. And I had the uh, opportunity to write an article on the music of Kabali for first post once. So that was uh, one and thing that I did. Talking about Kabali, I know you did the whistle part for Kabali. Did you most yes, I did. Iconic whistle, so we have to hear it. This is for Talaiwa. <laughs> There's okay. no way you're escaping from this. So yeah. It's winter. It's very uh, dry in this room, but I will still give it a shot because... It's fourth eleven. <laughs> anyway, that's awesome, man. That was so. Again, it doesn't have to just be singing a song, and it could be anything. And I think this was an yeah, iconic, so iconic. Company. Whatever, whatever comes again. This was completely unexpected. This was one of those things where, you know, I was at Santosh's house and we were chilling actually in Sydney. He was in Sydney and we were just like, you know, doing time pass and we were like, Hey, look, uh, I'm doing something. This is, this is a song. I didn't even know it was for Kabali. Like there's this whistle uh, portion. You want to give it a shot because I had whistled in another song. Uh, it's called Poi Varva from this movie called Manidan. So there's a whistle interlude there, which I had done. And the whole process of 
that song taking shape was again in santosh's home studio in sydney and you know it was a beautiful uh, overnight session where you know we were just jamming ideas and i whistled and then that bgm happened and so like hey do you want to try whistling this thing while we are at it uh, and so i did that whistle and that's it i forgot about it and i didn't even realize that after the song had released like wow. you know the kabali trailer was going viral if you remember and that whistle was there in the trailer and i was like i didn't i had no idea i, I had done that and then somebody took a screenshot of the youtube credits and said whistle vijayanarayan and shyamalangan because my other friend uh, yeah. shyamalangan was also in sydney so he has done the whistle for the other song ulagam oruvanuka in kabali so i was i was surprised and i called up santosh and like dude what santosh <laughs> <laughs> like yes i used that whistle <laughs> interesting cool so we're going to jump in and, and i know we've been speaking for a while now, but and it's always i mean you never know time flies but yes so the last piece of course is uh, i mean you you've done all this and then you also did you know something pretty crazy and i would say something super awesome <laughs> by composing a a full fledged film uh, score songs background everything last year or was it 2020 early 2020 that this was, no that was last year and this music released uh, early this year okay got it so yeah and you did that completely remotely completely remotely uh well the songs most of it yes the background score completely in chennai so and had you quit your job by then i had yes so that was the well i guess that's that's really the crazy part not the fact that i worked remotely no 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 <laughs> i think uh, so of all the years that i had done full movie man so yeah so why don't you talk talk me through you quitting your job and pursuing a a full fledged music score for a film sure so this lead came sometime in uh, mid 2018 and uh, you know this this uh, editor friend of mine i mean i didn't know him then he just contacted me on twitter and said hey uh, would you be interested i heard your song somewhere one of my original compositions and uh, it was really nice and one of my friends is making a movie would you be interested i said okay sure and then nothing happened for a month or two and then one day you know this friend who's the director he called me and he said look i'm making this movie it's a masala movie uh, and i haven't finalized the hero yet but it's going to be an action comedy and would you like to compose for it can you send me some samples so i sent him some sent him some samples and then you know he came back with a brief saying look there is this particular situation where there's this team and he's a he's a bit of a you know con man and he's escaping so can you can you compose like a one minute theme as a you know as a sample so that i can show the show the production i did that and sent it back in a week i think and yeah that that was it radio silence and then uh, one day i think about 3 months later like this was almost at the end of 2018 i get a call out of the blue uh, from the director saying hey uh, they're all happy and the movie starring this guy uh, this uh, hero called santanam who's a comedian but he's uh, turning into a hero so you know i've got him on board and he really likes the uh, sound of your music so you're on board uh, let's let's discuss and that that was the pretty much the official start of it the movie itself took a while to happen and i at the outset i laid down my uh, you know mode of working saying i was going to work remotely from sydney as far as the songs were concerned and that uh, you know i i basically defined my boundaries clearly saying you know i will be at a day job till 5 o'clock which kind of works well with the indian time right because uh, hey, you know 
it the day starts at around you know 10 or 11 o'clock i will be available from 12 because there's a five and a half hour difference in summer and so uh, it was really fun uh, working on it and getting the songs underway so i was able to actually uh, understand the situations read the script all of it here and started working with some very talented local uh, sydney musicians you know with uh, roots in india or sri lanka but then you know people have grown up here and there is some amazing talent i have to say that so it was really a nice process of understanding and translating i guess the director's uh, requirements i'm sure you're doing a lot of that uh, you know the video equivalent of that now but uh, for me it was you know translating a brief into musical terms and concepts is i guess uh, it's something that you have you ca- there is no mathematical or scientific way of doing it uh, i guess it's just a mixture of uh, instinct and uh, past experience as well as listening to the na- right references i guess and so uh, the film uh, took off slowly and then there were, you know it was a start stop kind of a thing throughout 2019 but around uh, september is when it started gathering steam and by then most of the songs were composed at least the scratches were composed and approved and i just had an idea of you know who needs to do the final singing and then you know just uh, certain instruments needed to be recorded and i had to be in chennai so i figured now might be a good time to possibly consider moving to chennai and that really coincided well with the end of my contract at work so i was doing a contract work for the new south wales government and that uh, ended and it segued nicely i was in desperate need of a vacation because i was doing both these things uh, for a few months now and so i soloed across uh, south island new zealand for 10 days and then caught the next flight as soon as i came back to sydney i caught a flight came to uh, chennai and i had a grueling uh, couple of months great learning experience because uh, the uh, film industry works completely different from the corporate world and so there is uh, the same kind of uh, i guess best practices or processes don't apply uh, in this industry it's it's, it's a different kind of uh, i mean every aspect like time management people management all all of that is very different when it comes to uh, the creative field so yeah that was a bit of a challenge but i guess i oversaw it i mean i overcame them and uh, the music released a good reviews uh, i'm not quite sure uh, the movie did as well as some of us were hoping it would but i guess it's everything's a learning experience at the end and you know to be able to actually have a you know to be able to tell people that i've composed for a full fledged movie was a thing now i know what you know what to do and what not to do with respect to uh, time management as well as you know, in terms of creative choices that i make so that's that's a that's something that i took away from it and i was in fact planning to uh, move to india and continue doing music i'm sure uh, you remember our conversation the last time we met in bangalore right so yeah, i remember uh, that that and you were exploring <laughs> how do we perceive i mean i think the the chat was around saying how 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 can you pursue something creatively you know as a full time you know exactly so and that was that was the state that i was in you know till march and the reason i even came to sydney was to wind up my apartment and move back to india and two days after i landed here uh, you know everything went into lockdown and hmm. i found myself without a job and the music industry basically uh, you know stopped overnight i guess because yeah, movies weren't being made right because if people aren't producing films uh, you there is i mean there's no music and 
Well, there is music. There's a lot of good music. I mean, my friends have also been. I have a lot of indie musician friends who've been putting out their music, their original content out there. But unfortunately, there is no, uh, you know, significant revenue model yet for, uh, at least for Tamil music, I would say, uh, because a lot of the uh, music is dependent on there being a film to back it up, because the music is basically marketing for the film, and the film's budget sort of covers. the music's uh, expenses i don't think anybody still makes profit out of the music itself uh, as much these days true true uh i don't deviating but just a comment i mean the moment you said indie music tamil music and stuff i mean i was just reminded of this one track kannil marai by prasanna b prasanna oh yeah so been a huge fan of it i you sh- you would have of course listened to it i uh, oh prasanna is a good friend and a very very solid guy i mean you know he's he's you should have a conversation with him man yeah, i would love to so i mean i'm not uh, i'll come back immediately to you but the yeah. only reason i mentioned this was since you mentioned all this i, I always remember uh, kandal murai and i always told people about it to give it a listen to you know sort of contribute it contribute in some way to it either you know what to figure out a way because music like that should always yeah in my absolutely view, yeah oscar i mean musicians like like them should always grow and i mean i wish the same for you but uh, yeah so back to you which i know i digress but back to you so how is it now i mean do you still i i, I know uh, cutting the chase i know you first you you picked up a you know a contract to work uh, as a techie again uh, in the education field yeah. this is what you used to do earlier but how do you keep the musician in you alive in these times so look uh part of it is i guess like it it comes back to my very first uh, answer right so it's in the mental state that i am in right now and the uh, the satisfaction that i get out of making music so i guess uh, i used to define my success as far as music was concerned as singing for a film or singing for rahman at different points in time it was different things right and so i guess right now my definition of uh, fulfillment as far as music is concerned is uh, not really uh, being famous or having a hit song anymore and so i do music for the pure enjoyment of it and i think that's that's the ideal state for me to be in and that's uh, therefore how do i keep in touch with music i sing generally at home i don't really you know put in the hours to practice at a regular time when the odd bout of inspiration strikes i take to instagram and post a recorded video sometimes i even did an instagram live uh, i guess a couple of weeks ago on a whim like i had no idea what i was going to sing i just you know but i it was it announced was, that i was going live in 10 minutes and went a lot of people joined and i was there <laughs> yeah it was it was really fun so i i will probably do more of that sure, yeah. and uh, i also intend to uh, write some original music and start releasing it because well now if now is not the time when is i mean everyone's sitting at home consuming content so are you are you uh, afraid or are you scared that you might drift away from your creative uh, interests i mean that's something that i have always been scared of and i'm i'll come i mean i'm still scared because for me photography was very crucial but ever since last bench came in it's more like a baby so we've been trying to i've become a business guy again trying to build last bench getting hiring people you know pursuing clients but uh we still do a bunch of creative things i mean the podcast is one way to keep the whole creative interest alive irrespective of any client work but my whole uh, fear for me is that i would drift away from photography which is what defined me so i'm 
sort of struggling to go back and sort of keep clicking something. So do you have a similar fear? Oh, absolutely. So I think, I think that's the, uh, that's the uh, nightmare of every creative person, right? The fact that you'll wake up one morning and forget what you, you know, wake up forgetting what you knew and uh, you won't be able to go back to it. But what I've realized is there have been, you know, uh, stretches of time where I haven't really done any, any significant music. And then there'll be this one, like I said, this one uh, sudden bout of inspiration might strike and you want to go back to it, but then you realize you're actually rusty, like your throat's not cooperating or, you know, the, uh, the chords aren't coming and you've forgotten what you're used to be really good at. It just takes a bit of revision and that's actually an enjoyable process uh, to me. Uh, I don't, I don't fret over the fact that I've, uh, you know, forgotten something or I'm not in touch as much as I should be. And that's purely because again, I, I have stopped defining my uh, success based on how others are doing or how, uh, you know, yeah, I guess on, on monetary grounds as well. So it's only when uh, that happens, uh, you know, it, it becomes a challenge. And uh, I guess that would be my uh, advice to be honest for anyone who uh, wants to be in a creative field, because in today's world, it's very democratized and very easy uh, to actually put yourself out there as a creative person and put your content out there. And it's really easy to even get like a following, but to keep at it and to, uh, you know, get fulfillment from it. It's really a very personal thing and you cannot let, you know, a view count on a YouTube video or uh, I agree. You know, positive comments, no, no, I let, you know, you cannot let those things define your success. I know they contribute to it and they give you a great dopamine kick and a morale boost, obviously. I mean, it's validation at the end of the day for the hours you put in, but that alone shouldn't be your success criteria. I think that's, that's, I know I sound very sagely and at the end of the day, we're all human and it sometimes does get to you. It's, and it's very valid, Vijay, and we all uh, go through that whole journey. And uh, yeah. in some sense, this is somewhat like a Maslow's curve on creativity. It's not, I mean, I don't want to get technical and all, but you know, we all, I mean, you said that, you know, uh, initially your aim was to sing for Rahman. And then you said you wanted to actually sing a full fledged song. Then you wanted to compose music. You wanted that fame popularity. I think we all go through that curve. And in the conversation, you mentioned that to me right now, what matters is to make good music. And uh, absolutely. So I think you from the phase of doing uh, creating content to producing creativity. I think that's, uh, that's how I would put it. And I think it's a journey for, for you, for everybody. right? Yes, absolutely. That's, that's really well put. I mean, I wouldn't have articulated it as well, to be honest. Uh, and I, I guess just one more thing that I would add from a personal point of view is, uh, for me, uh, enjoying music as a creator is, well, uh, a significant part of it is also enjoying listening to music. And so I do a lot of that because the more you listen, I guess, the more it influences your creative process. And this is with any art, I guess. I mean, I'm sure you relate, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, when I read PG Woodhouse and then I immediately start typing an email to a friend, for instance, my language automatically tends to, you know, veer <laughs> towards at least my sense of humor tries to ape you know, the humor in those books. Okay. Although uh, it would be, it would be a horrendous comparison to make. Uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, you get, you get what I mean. Uh, I do, I do. And a lot of listening really helps, uh, you know, get the creative juices flowing as well. Okay. So guys, for those of you listening to this on uh, Anchor or Spotify on any podcast platform, uh, we have this, we have a video version of the same 
uh, available on our YouTube channel, Last Win Studio. So you could, you can always pop in there and check out Vijay and I talking on this. The links to all songs that we uh, spoke about will also be there. So take a listen to them. Uh, show your love to music to Vijay, and of course to to Last Pinch a little bit. I think that would be great. So Vijay, uh, thank you so much. This was fun talking to you. I know it. We said we'll speak for 15-20 minutes, but uh, this has gone much longer. But I think it was great. Uh, lovely. Uh, thanks for having me, man. This was like really nice and uh, felt great to connect with you after uh, a long time. Thank you. And I'm I'm so happy that you're doing this. Uh, thank you so much. Good luck with uh, the podcast and your uh, you know your production Last Bench. May you find all the success that you deserve. Thank you so much, Vijay. Lovely talking to you and. Uh, to all the listeners, I know this was a little long uh, episode, so I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think about it and uh, we'll connect with you soon. Thank you so much.